We're about to find out how many of us give used gifts for Christmas. Who's making a special holiday meal for their dog this year? And we'll have the list of the absolute worst holiday candies today on Older and Wiser. Susan Sakura joins us as always from her home in Northern California, which she traditionally decorates like Santa's workshop. There's always oh, something in every corner. I have pared down quite a bit. I mean, I live in a smaller space now anyway. So. Well, according to a, a recent survey from the Journal of Environmental Psychology, people who put up Christmas decorations and lots of them tend to be happier and friendlier just in life. What do you think? Is that yeah, possible? That, that sounds right, considering my past. <laughs> but but I will say this. I would not consider uh, uh, living in a space uh, even by myself um, and not putting something up, not using something. So it just gives you the feeling, right? I pared down, but I would never not do. Psychologists say the Christmas decorations are nostalgic and they bring people back to a simpler and happier time, at least mentally, mm -hmm. and it helps to boost dopamine and the feeling, uh, the feeling good hormone. What do you, do you, do, 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 do you feel like when you're surrounded by Christmas decorations, you have, uh, sort of a feel good thing going on? You know what it is when I light the tree and I really don't need anything else because I've got a small tree and a lot of lights on it. Um, it's bright. It's cozy. It's cozy. Yeah. I don't know. Is there such a thing as too much Christmas decoration? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh, I think oh, there is. Yeah. I think people don't know where to start. Some people do it outside, at least. So they're not, I'm hoping that the people who have, you know, they have Santa and they have Nativity and then they have Rudolph and they have this and they have the thing on the roof. and they have, I mean, they don't know where to stop. Yeah. And every now and then, there used to be like maybe one house in a town that would do that. And now it's, you know, the great American light show or whatever. And I well, that's oh. fun to watch, but I, I certainly wouldn't want it. I wouldn't want Who to live in that Who wants to live with that? Not to no, mention, no. where do they get their, uh, their electric bill at the end of the month? Here's a question for you. If you're renting an Airbnb, should you decorate it for Christmas? That's a question people have been asking. And uh, I don't know. What do you think? You know, this is a tough one because um, at Christmas time, but see, at Christmas time, I like to be home. Yeah. Would I do go to an Airbnb at Christmas? Probably not. And if I did what I expect them to decorate, probably not. And if they put one little tree up, well, maybe. I, I don't think it's in, you know, in a hotel room, it would take up space yeah. that you need. Right. And in an Airbnb, you know, what if you had kids? Let's, let's say you went there with a family with of three of you and you're there and your kid starts and breaks a decoration. Yeah, now right. you gotta, it gets a little you know, complicated. No, no. Only 19 percent said they would prefer just neutral decor no matter the time of year. I'm kind of in that uh, zone somewhere. I wouldn't yeah. mind going somewhere and there's a little pine I don't know, wreath on the front door, but I don't want a Christmas tree in an Airbnb that I'm renting. You know what else, too, Bob? Um, I think maybe people who go away at Christmas, not all of them, certainly a lot of them look forward to going someplace special like my friends did. But there's probably people who go away because maybe, um, I don't know, maybe they just got a divorce and they don't want to be around all the familiar things. That's correct. Yeah. And they want to get they away, from, get all away from all that. Absolutely. So if the getaway means, um, you know, more Christmas, then I might as well stay at home. So maybe. Christmas decorations are very personal. Just in general, the thing that brings you so. memories of Christmas are the specific Christmas decorations that you had. Somebody else's Christmas decorations just feels, could feel 
like so much tacky garbage that's being well, thrown around the house. I think probably they would probably tend toward a designer look, you know, all one color or something like that. Maybe, so I, yeah. I, I mean, if I had an Airbnb and we were renting it out, um, I would probably say, would you like this or not? And if they said no, it would be a small tree I could literally walk out with. And if it were, if it were yes, it would be a small tree I could walk in with. So smaller it. is better overall yeah. is kind of yeah. the idea. Yeah. 37% indicated that the decoration should be neutral and not affiliated with any specific holiday or religion. So mm -hmm. if you're not, does that include Christmas? Because I guess that would mean winter kind of decorations, not affiliated. I think it would. How does that I, work? I think it would probably be, you're probably safe with a tree. Maybe if they don't, if they don't care or if they want yeah, it, but, but I don't think you're going to put a nativity scene. Christians and, you know, that the, do the, the whole Christmas tree thing, right? Like, Jews no, I think Christmas. Trees. I have friends who are not, not all of them. People who are uh, very observant Jews do not do Christmas trees. But again, there are people who are Jewish and who observe certain Jewish customs and uh, maybe don't go to temple often or whatever. And they put up a tree. But so, they also light a menorah at, at Hanukkah. Okay. 60% so. of respondents indicate that the decor should match the culture and aesthetics of the place that they're visiting. I guess that means like if you're visiting Texas, then Santa should have a cowboy hat on. I don't care. <laughs> I, you know, some if antlers, I'm looking to see what... on the antlers or I don't know what. If I'm going somewhere and I have to start critiquing the Christmas decor, <laughs> I should have stayed home. All right, here's another item, uh, Christmas-oriented, and it comes along the same lines as this renting an Airbnb. Um, according to this uh, vacation rental company, Vacasa, they're doing something really cool. They're offering holiday-themed houses available for rent. And uh -huh. here's a couple. Here's one that I thought was the coolest of all. Uh, the Home Alone House uh, from that, uh, a suburb in Illinois is available for rent for the holidays. That beautiful house that Kevin McAllister got left behind in and, um, uh, and, and kind of wreaked some havoc in during the holidays. And that is one beautiful house. And it, it, it was the centerpiece for so many of the snowy scenes of that movie. And you're going to tell me you've never seen Home Alone, is it what you're I have seen Home Alone. It was a million years ago, and I don't care about that little picture anymore. I <laughs> right now. You know what? You say, hey, wait for me. You know, at some point, this child should have had some responsibility. In the How do you get on a plane and say, I forgot a kid, first of all? Okay. But all right, it was a movie. I enjoyed it the first time. I do not watch it every single year. For me, it's not a traditional movie for me. So you don't need people, to go live, you don't need to go no, spend Christmas oh, in that gosh, house. No, no, no. And I'll tell you something else. I don't, I'm not a fan of staying in palatial estates or big places or someplace where a movie was made. Uh, to me, uh, why? So I guess you're totally not interested in staying in Grinch's Cave, which has been recreated in a town outside of Boulder, Utah. No, um, these are people who need to get a hobby. Apparently, you can stay there. It's recreated like the whole cave, and you get your own little green slippers, and there's all kind of themed foods in the refrigerator, 
and uh, the whole bit. You're not interested in that at all. What's wrong with people? They really need the little green slippers from the Grinch. I mean, you wanted to experience <laughs> the Grinch. You could hear Boris Karloff read it. You could watch the movie. You can see Jim Carrey. You can read the book to a child. But do you have to stay in the Grinch's cave? Now, again, it's probably huge. Um, it would feel weird if I were sleeping in something and looking up at rock. I, I no. Um, well, I'm I will out. say it's a promotional thing. So you, it's only twenty bucks a night. So, so for that alone. If you want to go, it's if a deal. If you don't yeah. want to go, I, I could think of other things. I could spend twenty dollars on um, peppermint bark. It did make me think, though, to back to favorite Christmas movies, and is if there was a place where I would like to actually stay, and it occurred to me in the movie. Um, White Christmas. I always thought, wouldn't it be wonderful to stay in that lodge? In the inn, well, the in lodge the inn, again, in the yeah. Pine Tree Vermont Inn. Wouldn't mm -hmm. that be nice if that would, if someone were to recreate that and you could go there and stay and they, they could even make sure that there was fake snow that came down outside the windows all the time and, ooh, wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, I think that would be a good sleigh idea. Ride. You it, could promotional offer sleigh kind of rides thing. and everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a good idea. Maybe we should uh, put a few bucks into some development. Uh, yeah, you start. There. I'll get. I'll catch up with I'll you. Work on it. I'll work on it. <laughs> um, okay, here's uh, the next item came to us from Yahoo News. Hey, this I found interesting. One in three um, are planning to give secondhand Christmas gifts this year. Uh oh. Um, okay. I think used things can be really, really nice. For yeah. example, okay. Um, my mother had a kimono that um, was brought back for her from uh, Korea. I think my uncle was in the war and he brought it back. You know, he brought souvenirs for people in the family or whatever. And, and she has, and I always loved it because when I was a little girl, I saw it hanging in her closet. And one year it was ripped, it was old. And one year, silk, I think, she uh, mended it by hand and wrapped it up for me for Christmas. It wasn't the only thing she gave me, but I loved it because I always did. And instead of getting rid of it or throwing it out or just handing it to me, she fixed it and it was nice. And I still have it and I keep it on the wall. It's a great um, example, Susan, because it was, it was personal and it was something yes. somebody worked on. In fact, in uh, I think it's better than something somebody might have just simply swipe their credit card to purchase on Amazon and had it shipped to your house. I mean, it means so much more that they cared enough to yeah. repair it and put it in a box. And the other, the other thing I, uh, I, I did several things that you could do like a if you have a piece of jewelry that you have a, a niece or somebody that's always said, Oh, I really love those pearls or I really love those earrings or I really, and you're not using it anymore. And you know, at some point you'd like this person to have it, give it to her now while you're alive and you can see her enjoy it. Absolutely. And put a little note with it. You know, yeah, I, th I, I don't know that it's so much a matter of trying to save the environment by uh, by by giving secondhand gifts. I don't think that's the real reason why people do that sort of thing. I think it's like you said, I think it's something you're giving something more personal, something more unique, because first mm -hmm. of all, a secondhand gift is one of a kind. In general, that's true. That's you, true. You know, it isn't like uh, this is something that you can get at the Gap and in in any color and any size. It's something specific that you found somewhere that you've liked and you wanted this other person to have it. Right. My my rules would be if it's brand new and you haven't used it, okay. If it was yours and someone has seen it and admired it all this time, and you know that person really loves it as almost as much as you do, maybe more, 
go ahead and give it to them with a nice note saying it's yours now. Yeah. Um, or if it was something that, uh, you know, is, is personal, you think they would like it. Yeah. And, you know, just, I mean, I think there's a, well, you know, or there's like the pictures, you know. And, and this, this survey also revealed that, that signed copies of things like a rare collectibles, uh, first editions, uh, books, certain types of uh, meaningful books, uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, secondhand books, those were also very lovely things, and and they present well when you open them up. You know, this mm-hmm. is yeah. you found this in a bookstore somewhere. You knew right. that the person would love it, and it's something that they could put on their book. If it's your favorite copy of a particular thing, I think on Everybody Loves Raymond, they did a thing where he gave for Christmas, he gave her a first edition of To Kill a Mockingbird because she did her thesis on it or something. And so, <laughs> you know, if it's an old book, but it's a title that they know and you know that you love it and they've heard you say a million times you love it. Obviously, if they open it up and they, you know, unfold the tissue paper or whatever, and they see an old book, they're not going to go, what'd you give me this old thing for? <laughs> okay. So I, I guess what yeah. I'm saying is the intention is important. I think when you give a gift, the intention should be, especially as you get older and you need less stuff and the environmental thing is also operating on the back burner, perhaps. I think you want to think about things that are special. And don't, if you're opening up a gift from someone and it's a used gift, don't say, What'd you get me this old thing for? Don't yeah, say well, that. No, jeez. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know what? Lesson. I hate to say that that's <laughs> stating the obvious, but unfortunately, this day and age, not everybody's manners are uh, working. All right, moving on. Um, here's a question for you: Are you making Christmas dinner for the dog this year or the cat? All right, let's get right to it. You know I don't cook, okay? <laughs> now, I'm not saying I'm sitting here starving. Listen, you and I'm don't only... have to cook great for a cat. I'm just saying I you do... could... Right. Yeah, special no, meal. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First of all, I have to tell you that my cat will not eat anything wet. He won't eat anything wet from a can. So if you think I'm going to go in that kitchen and, you know, knock my brains out, trying to make him some gourmet meal, and then he's going to look at it and sniff and walk away. I don't no. think so. This survey comes to us from the UK. A huge 56% of Brits will be making an extra special Christmas meal for their four-legged companion this year. That's nice. That's over half of all people with dogs um, plan to make a special Christmas meal for their do- <laughs> for their dog. Knock yourself out, Listen, seriously. Yeah, are people different in the UK than they are here? Do you think? I don't know, but here? I will tell you one thing that's probably the same no matter where you would try to do that, and that is a lot of times what we think is special. You better be thinking dog, not person, because you could put something very rich in that, and your dog could be sick, and then Christmas Eve you're looking for a vet who's open at night, and they're not. Well, that is the challenge. If you give a dog or any pet a special meal, it can backfire on you. Because that's right. Uh, you, that's yeah. right. Now, I thought this was really interesting. This. Also, UK, keep in mind, I don't know if folks over there are different. Men are more likely to dress up their dogs uh, in December with 29% of men compared to 19% of women donning matching Christmas sweaters alongside their best friend, the dog. Uh, once again, I would say something like stamp collecting, crochet, <laughs> get a hobby. People put reindeer ears on cats and <laughs> That's dogs. That's right. I, I, my blood yeah. boils because I, I think to myself, if you want to do it for a family picture, fine. If you want the stupid dog to have to walk around with these stupid ears on them, well, I mean, I'm sure the dog is thinking, oh, God, here I comes know. this crap again. Uh, you got it. You got to <laughs> know. Break. No, no, no. It this is it you're, you're indulging it. yourself no. at the expense of the animal you you <laughs> say you love. All right. Finally, today, uh, here are, are the top 
10 worst Christmas candies <laughs> according oh, go ahead. to a survey. You know, we always like to, to know what the, to the top 10 worst candies are. And, and there's candies for every time of year. Uh, Halloween, we don't actually we did this, care that much. Well, we did this at Halloween. And CandyStore.com <laughs> yes, likes to put okay. out this list. Okay. So of the things that people hate to have the most for, um, for Christmas. Number 10, a peppermint bark. Now, I like peppermint I bark. I sort of like it, too. I do, too. But I will say this, and I've read some things online. The price has gone up, and the recipes have changed. It used to be a thinner piece of chocolate with the uh, peppermint scattered in. Mm-hmm. And now it's it's white chocolate and dark chocolate, and it's harder, and the peppermint's there. And not only that, but you can break a tooth. Well, I was going to say... You know, you get to a certain age and things are, you know, your teeth are kind of held you together by duct tape. You can break a filling you or, could, at you any could age. Lose a, you could lose a tooth uh, ch- chewing on anything that's sticky mm-hmm. and hard. But I like it. I like the taste I of like it, it, but too. I like the older recipes. And the, and I don't need a great big box. Make a smaller portion of it. There's some people that do it pretty well. Uh, Ghirardelli used to do a good one. And I think theirs is thinner. And I might look at theirs again because it's a smaller package. And I might get one and see what it looks like. Number nine is one that people seem to hate, but I just love, and and that is the chocolate oranges. Have you ever gotten those in the box? I've ne- no, I never and they, have. They're, they're split in in little, um, you know, like sections, like an orange. Yeah. And the, the, I love the 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 flavor of chocolate and orange together. I think that's a great combo. But people yeah. don't like it. If somebody said, would you like to try one? I would say yes. If someone said, would you like to buy one? I'd say, nah, not yeah, really. Yeah, it's a gift. It's a gifty sort of a thing. Number mm-hmm. eight, ribbon candy. Hate that stuff. Yeah, no, I don't like the shape of it. It's hard. Again, uh, dental work. Number seven, non-peppermint candy canes. Didn't know they had non-peppermint Why would you candy do that? Mm, don't know. No, I don't think I'd like that. Um, peeps. Did you know they had peeps for Christmas? Yes. Every now and then I see it. And I think, am, am I having a, a, a an out-of-body experience? Because that's Easter, Easter, usually. Yeah. Or spring. And now they do every holiday, and it's cute. And I like the story of peeps and how it's an American product and all that stuff. But do I need... I um, never a buy a whole thing of peeps. Kind of marshmallow-y thing, and it's not... It, they have them <sighs> shaped as Christmas trees rather than little uh, ducks. One or two of Put yourself right into a sugar coma. <laughs> Number five, old-fashioned hard candy mix. I used to hate the stupid hard candy my grandmother would put on the coffee table. And it literally would just sit there the whole season because nobody else would would dig into it either. And the hard candy would glue <laughs> itself together into one big mass and it would just sit there. The yeah. last thing you want is uh, uh, some grandmother or grandfather, well, not your grandfather. I don't know. Your grandmother giving you a piece of candy and it's got lint from the bottom of a purse on it. <laughs> you, you sound like you speak from experience. Uh, number four, Lifesavers storybooks. Now, I used to love these, actually. Lifesavers story. No. I, no. Get, My father could, got Lifesavers because he used them as breath mints. Uh, here's what it was. Storybooks, it used to come in a little box of like three or four rolls of Lifesavers and it would fold together and it would be like a little book and it was all all decorated for Christmas and you could give it to a friend at school. You know, in those gift exchanges they had at school and you had to to spend under a certain amount. Well, the Lifesavers storybooks were right at that amount. I don't can't remember what the amount was. Might have been 50 cents or a dollar. I'm not sure. But but you bought this? Yeah, you'd buy them and give them to friends, and then you'd get... So what you'd get is four rolls of Lifesavers in all different flavors, and it was really quite good. I liked that. Eh, I never did it, never bought it. I probably wouldn't care. Number three, reindeer corn. What is that? What is that? (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't Seriously. Know. Reindeer corn. I don't know. I'm not buying it. I don't like the idea you of it. You suppose it's like candy corn? Uh, for, that's the first thing I thought of, but I don't think it would be. What color would you make it? Brown? It, it, it doesn't. There's no picture. I have no idea what that is. Uh, somebody has to tell us. Number two, chocolate-covered cherry cordials. Oh, please, my favorite. Are you kidding? This is on the They're list. They're not bad. They're, they're pretty, they're okay. I, there's other candy I'd rather have because I'm not going to have everything. So I would rather have some other things. But, um, yeah, you know, you can have mine if I get them. This was literally number two I'll, on the most hated. I don't Bob, understand it. I would eat a whole box of, of ch- cherry cordials on my own without any Bob, help from anyone. Yes. Bob. If anybody sends me cherry cordials, I'll re-gift them to you. <laughs> Secondhand cherry cordials are just as good as new, so that's absolutely fine with me. <laughs> okay? And num- number one most hated uh, candy, according to CandyStore.com, is Christmas nougat. Oh, I know what you mean, because they usually have, like, dried fruit in them. <gasps> Don't they? Oh, are those those white? things with the little pieces is that what christmas i think is? so i, I think you know i don't is. know you don't see that a lot yes anymore, that's what it is but they're white they're 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 circular and um and they have little pieces of different colored candy in it once you start screwing around with putting drop dropping things in the nougat you know no i don't you know <laughs> yeah once you that's a lesson for life just in general don't be uh-uh. dropping things in your nougat yeah uh-huh. there's I, i'm more interested in cookies at this point in life and the christmas cookie i absolutely love is the amaretti? Mmm, don't they're know Italian. that. Italian, yeah, they're Italian. Oh, you, you've seen them, I'm they're, sure. They taste like amaretto. That's yes, the flavor. kind of, and they're they're kind of a macaroon, and they're small, and they're great for dunking. Uh, well, it's time for us to say goodbye. Uh, any th- final thoughts from you? Uh, we always go to you for a final thought of the day. So what is yours today? If you're going to give somebody something that's not brand new, make it something that's going to be special to them. That's really a good. Uh, serious thought for the day, and I think that's a that's that's something we should all consider. Very nice idea. If it, if yeah. you're not going to give something to someone that's that's new, let it be something that is special and meaningful yeah. to you. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, on that note, it's time to say goodbye for all the stuff that matters when you're 50 plus. Visit us at olderandwiser.com. Thanks, Susan Sakura, for another good podcast. <laughs> Always fun. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time. 